Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com, where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. While you're there, please check out the articles and podcasts updated daily. If you ever miss... A night of After Dark with Rob and Andrew, you can get on the America Out Loud website within a day or two and uh, listen to the podcast. And please share those on social media. As I always say, we appreciate that. We face the same social media censorship that many of you do. Rob and I were suspended on January 6th, 2020 from Twitter. We had probably like 150,000 followers between the two of us. So, uh, yeah, we face these same problems that many of our listeners do with social media censorship. So when you do share the podcast and articles, it does help us out a great deal, and we really do appreciate it. Got a big show tonight. We're going to talk about racism in a lot of instances where the media are creating narratives about racism, where racism just isn't there. Particularly, I was watching ESPN last week with this uh, Kendra's Perkins, who's an NBA analyst, he was talking about how only three NBA players have won MVP uh, where they didn't finish the season in top 10 in scoring. It was Nikola Jokic, Steve Nash, and um, the third one escapes me right now. I'll think of that in a moment. But there's been three NBA guys who've won MVP without finishing Dirk Nowitzki in the top 10 in scoring. Well, it turns out he was wrong anyways, because Magic Johnson won MVP three times without ever being in the top 10 in scoring. So he was factually incorrect. But he's trying to say that the MVP voters, which are the media, and it's a majority of white people in the NBA media, are voting for white MVPs. But that just could not be further from the truth, because uh, he mentioned the only times a white guy has won the MVP in the NBA. I mean, if this was an issue, surely you'd have a white guy winning MVP almost every year if these voters were so racist. And it's like, how are people that are going to follow the game of basketball in the NBA be racist in the first place? I mean, they follow them for a living. So it just seems completely backwards. And we see this time and time again. And uh, J.J. Redick, former uh, Duke graduate NBA player, went on and he called Kendrick Perkins out saying, hey, um, this is just a false narrative you're making up. You're creating a racism narrative that just doesn't exist. And I thought it was a really interesting discussion because we see that all the time in uh, media today where they're just claiming things are racist and there is no racism. Rob, how are you doing tonight? And what are your thoughts on this uh, calling something a racist narrative that we constantly see? But it's not necessarily racist, what these people are saying is. Well, I want to, first, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. And as you said, Andrew, please share the show. Uh, we've got to, the more we share, the more our voices are out there. Can't just listen. you got to share. Because we see right now that the left is dominating the narrative with all of their fake news. Case in point, the whole thing with racism. Racism and racist. You're a racist. This is racism. We hear this nonstop. I was walking the other day to pick up my son from school, and I saw little kids running around, and they were saying, this, oh, that's racism. They were saying the exact same thing. Oh, that's racism. Oh, that's racist. It's become, a it, to them, just part of their conversation. Now, they didn't know what they were talking about. They were just yelling it out there. Oh, that's racism. Oh, that's racist. 
Like, what? The left have succeeded and they've achieved in their goal in impacting our culture and turning everything upside down to make people think that everything you do, if we don't like it, just label it racism. Label that person a racist. And that will shut down the conversation, that will shut the person down. If they have a difference of opinion, they will go away. But we know that it's not true. It simply isn't true. Like you said, this guy, Kendrick Perkins, calling out, oh, this is racism, oh, this is racist. If this person doesn't succeed, it's racism. If this person isn't given an award, it's racism. But I would venture to say when you look at sports as a whole, when you look at the NFL, the NBA, who dominates the sports? Who are the players? Black men. Now, we've talked about this before. I guess we've got to bring it up again. Blacks dominate the sports. Some would say, yeah, but look at who the owners are. They're white. So it's like they're on the slave plantation. Now, who made that comment? Colin Kaepernick? Who's in the news again? Colin Kaepernick? Who's trashing his white parents? Colin Kaepernick? Who happens to be biracial? Colin Kaepernick, who was back in the NFL, although he's deemed them all as being racist, white supremacist. And that they put black boys up on a stand, a bucket of sorts, and then they all look at him and say, oh, let's bid on this one. We want this and we want that one. Dude, what are the way are these uh, owners going to decide if they want someone on their team other than looking at the person's qualification and their skill sets? It doesn't change. But do you have white people out screaming, this is racism because white boys aren't playing. We don't have enough white boys playing. And they can't get some of that money. Are they out there screaming and crying about that in the NFL or the NBA? No, I know we have that special group that's out there that's looking for a gay player in all the sports. But we're going to just X them out because they don't even make up a large percentage. Why we even give them credence, I don't know. If you don't give them a microphone, they're never heard. They can discuss it in their own little groups, but as far as I'm concerned, keep them there in their own little group so they can discuss and keep up all kinds of havoc. But back to the topic at hand. Do you see why saying, oh, well, why can't my kid play? We should have diversity in sports so that we can have five black players, five white players, five Indian players, five Chinese players. You see how ridiculous this argument is? But the media, whom Trump deemed enemy of the people, and they truly are, and I want to say on both sides, with the exception of After Dark with Robin Andrew, because we're just going to call it the way it is, balls and strikes. But they have managed to run this fake narrative, along with the Democrat Party, which is truly the party of racism and segregation. They are. But now this theme, this narrative is just like running throughout the country that everything we do, everything that is said, if the other side doesn't like it, label it racism. I was watching one of the Senate hearings the other day. Cori Bush, who's supposed to be a representative, notice I said a supposed to be a representative. She's a black woman who came out last summer, two summers ago, and saying that her body, her black body needs to be protected by security guards. All the while, she was declaring, defund the police. Well, she got her wish. 
And in those states whereby they've defunded the police or those cities, crime is up, committed by who else? Black people. Let's just be truthful here. She wanted to defund. They defunded. Crime went up. Black people only make up 13% of the population. But when you have half of that or even a third that's committing all the crimes, that's not good. And then you have people coming out saying, oh, well, it's just a small percentage of people that are doing the crimes over and over again. That's still not good. But going back to Cori Bush, so she's on the House on more than one occasion last week. The first one was with Lauren Brobert, whereby Cori Bush was reading something and she was talking about white supremacists and white supremacists are on the hill and white supremacists are this and white supremacists are that. Now, believe it or not, according to the House rules, you can get on the floor and you can say damn well whatever you want to say, even if it's a lie. Think Adam Schiff when he lied about Russia collusion. Flat out lied. And the media covered it as if though he was speaking the truth, knowing that he was lying. Now, the thing about it is that people that are watching, the viewers, are completely unaware that you can lie on the House floor and get away with it. So the media didn't bother to explain that to the American people. We did at the time. I don't think our story was shared. That's the reason why we keep saying, please share. And I know that many of our listeners, they do share. So I'm not attacking you, but it's the ones who are there who are like straddling the fence, trying to see if we're going to say something wrong so that they can go, oh, let's, let's, let's call them out. But you can say whatever you want to say on the House floor. So there he is lying. No one called him out. Republicans just looked at him and shook their heads, as opposed to coming back with a rebuttal and saying, gentle sir, that is a flat out lie, and you know it, and we're going to call you out. But they didn't do it. They allowed him to lie. Going back to Cori Bush, she tried to pull the same stunt. Thankfully, Lauren Brobart, Brobart or Bro, these names, I can never, and you know, I, I, I would struggle with all these names. If it's more than one syllable, I can't say it, okay? But Lauren, you guys know what I'm talking about. She's from Colorado. She called her out on it. And she said, oh, no, no, you're not going to get away with it. She called her out, and rightfully so, and it should keep happening, and there should have been other representatives joining Lauren and saying, that's right, we're going to call you out, even if it stops the session as to what we're talking about. But this is too important for you to label your colleagues as white supremacists and racist. And see, when you don't call it out, what happens is that people that are watching it, they will say, oh, you see that? She called her out. She called her racist, and they didn't say anything because they knew that it was true. You can't let these accusations go uncharged. You can't let them say these things and not respond back. The days of civility and not saying anything, those days are over. I remember George Bush Jr. when they would call him a white supremacist. Remember Kanye West came out once. This was one of his one of his stages after Hurricane Katrina and called Bush, said that Bush doesn't like white people. Went unchallenged. Bush didn't want to say anything because he claimed, I don't want to, I don't want to, what did he say, uh, undignify the White House or something of that sort. But you can't do that because when you allow people to make charges like that, make accusations, and they go unchallenged, it will stick. So I'm glad that Lorne pushed back on Cori Bush. That was the first instance. And then toward the end of the week, Cori Bush decided to do it again when they had an author, Alex Ep Epstein, 
I don't think he's familiar with that other Epstein guy, was on the floor and he was talking about fossil fuel. Well, he had written a book, Fossil Fuel, and I think about two years ago about the need for fossil fuel. Now, of course, the Biden administration wants to get rid of fossil fuel for electricity, electric cars and electric windmills and all this other glorious stuff. They want to end it here in America while they're selling our gas and oil to China. Go figure. And if I can add also, just recently, the Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm, came out and praised China, saying that we should look at what they're doing. They are a model for green energy. Really? They're the biggest polluters on the other side of the ocean. And it's coming our way. China and India. And then you want us to give up our gas cars for what? A horse and buggy while she's riding around with uh, John Kerry and a huge private jet? But these are the people that you get, the people like, oh, they're so great, they're so this. We got to wake up. Oh, and she also claimed that uh, using uh, gas, Jennifer, that is, is racist because it affects black peoples. Uh, black people drive cars also. And then there was this other article that came out that white people are racist because because they're killing black people driving cars that is admitting fuel. What kind of sense does that make? But it makes all the sense when you want to label everything a racist and then say the people who are doing it is racism. You label them a racist and then you say what they're doing is racism. Makes no sense. But going back to Cori Bush, so she's going to say that during this hearing, that Alex Epstein was a racist because of something that he said years ago when he was in college. And I think it was something along the fact that our economy is good for people because you're able to prosper. And now they want to say, oh, well, he wasn't meaning to, he was leaving out black people as if the black people can't prosper. He doesn't want them to prosper because of capitalism. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Look at all the billionaire blacks that are there. Look at the football players. Look at the athletes that are participating in capitalism. Makes absolutely no sense. So he called her out and said, gentle lady, I'm sorry. I don't know where you're going with this, but this makes absolutely no sense. But see, she was okay saying it, knowing that the media was going to pick up on it and say, oh, she called him a white supremacist, as opposed to saying, She lied and called him a white supremacist because he is not a white supremacist, but she is a black supremacist. She is embedded in racism. She drips in racism. Every time she opens up her mouth, she is a racist. But what would her defense be? They'll say, well, how can she be a racist? Because she doesn't control anything. She doesn't own anything. She doesn't have anything of power. Yes, she has something of power. She has the power of her big mouth to get on the floor of the house to make false allegations that the media will cover. It's time is up for this stuff. We've got to start pushing back and pushing back hard. And we have been saying this nonstop on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. Whenever those terms are thrown out, the Republicans just roll over. They're afraid to challenge it. They're afraid to say anything. So you have these group of people that's just pushing it out there. This is racism. Pollution is racism. Why is it racism? Oh, because it's killing black and brown people. But what about the other people in the country that are impacted by it also? Anything they don't like is racism. 
well, we need to stop eating meat because that's racism. It's killing black people. <laughs> I mean, Andrew, think of it. It makes absolutely no sense. No, it really doesn't. And we see this in all different forms in society today, particularly with police officers and, and especially if it's uh, politically motivated. I mean, you look at um, what happened to George Floyd. It's unfortunate. He passed away. But at the same time, the guy was high on fentanyl. He was using fake uh, bills. That's what he was originally getting arrested for. And he passed away uh, while Derek Chauvin was um, restraining him. You could say, okay, it was intentional if you want. To me, it didn't look like he intentionally killed him. Maybe he didn't use proper protocol. But I don't think Derek Chauvin went in there saying, I'm going to kill this guy. But then you've got a situation like... Michael Byrd and Ashley Babbitt, where this is an unarmed woman. Um, she really hadn't broken any laws because the police officers were escorting these people into the Capitol. And this guy just fired into a crowd of people and killed her. And people treat him like a hero. And of course, Derek Chavon's treated like he's like this devil or something among mainstream media. So it's just clear that when we see things like this and the media's reaction, we're going to call it out here on After Dark with Robin Andrew because no one else is. I mean, this is obvious to so many people, but so many in the media just aren't coming out and saying it, that this double standard clearly exists. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, or 7 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. 
Andrew, we went to break. We're talking about, you know, how this has got to stop this whole idea of calling people racist and what they're doing is centered around racism and how the media is promoting this and no one is standing up, no one on the right that is and pushing back. And not only the right, people on the left should be pushing back because if everything is racist and racism, then racism does not exist. It simply just doesn't exist. And that's what it's coming to. They're using that term just like they use the N-word, just throwing it out there liberally. Everything is this because they're trying to shut down a segment of the population that they don't agree with. Now, during the last first block of the show, I mentioned Colin Kaepernick, biracial man, raised by white parents. He's now throwing them under the bus because he claims he's written a book. I will not read the book, and I will not get the book for my children. I don't want to see that book in the library. And if you want to put it there, don't make it mandatory reading because it's filled with lies. But he's now, because he his light, his celebrityism has like just kind of faltered out after he's gotten a lot of money from Nike, hoodwinked them, and they gave him a lot of money. Now he's back for another act. That's time it deals with his upbringing, the white family. He, there, he knows no other family. They got him out of a foster home and raised him, made him to be the man he is today, not with the lies, but giving him the ability to live a middle-class family life, play sports. He's now a multimillionaire, but now he wants to go back and he wants to attack them. And he's saying in his this little book he's written, this sort of like a comic book and it's for kids – is that when he was growing up, he idolized, I think, the basketball player, I think this was Iverson or something. And that when the guy was playing basketball, he would always wear cornrows. Yeah, so, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. There you go. He would wear cornrows. And he, the guy was a bit of a uh, wild card when he was playing. But when you look at his life, it was unfortunate because some of the things that he endured, no one saw through it. They just saw him as a money-making machine, so they pushed him out there. But he had his issues. So Colin Kaepernick said that he idolized him, and he said he wanted to be like him. So he told his parents one day, oh, I want to work cornrows. And they were like, what? I want to work cornrows like this guy. So they had seen the guy and knew of his reputation that he was a rebel rouser. So when he said that he wanted to wear cornrows, the first thing his parents said, oh, no, you don't want to look like that. That's not professional. That looks like a thug. But I think he was uh, – Colin was 13 or 15 at the time. So he claims when he heard that, he was like, oh, my God, now I've got to reconcile this. You know, what are they saying? They're calling me, I'm a black man, a thug? I mean, he made some other accusations. Now, let me just throw this out there. White people who are completely unaware of what's happening here. Cornrows. Cornrows, a lot of black people wear cornrows. I remember when I was growing up, uh, some girls would wear cornrows and and some places, some schools, they would say, no, you can't wear cornrows. Because to them, they said that this this was a it was promoting violence. Because when they would see when you would see it, you would see it on the movies. Listen where I'm going here. You would see black people wearing cornrows on the movies or in the movies. Usually those black people were associated with the bad element. They were criminals in the movies. They were the bad guys who ended up in prison. Who produced those movies? Liberal Democrats. Who controlled the movie houses? Liberal white Democrats. 
So they were putting that negative image out there that if you wear cornrows, you're a bad guy. You go to prison. So, of course, because people are consumers of the media and entertainment, they saw that and said, we don't want any part of it. So we don't want kids wearing cornrows. Now, my family, a black family, if I were to say, oh, ma, I want to wear cornrows, she would say, absolutely not. That's not professional. That doesn't look presentable. That looks bad. Why? Well, because what she was consuming from the entertainment industry. So for a long period of time, people were like, no cornrows. No, uh-uh, you can't wear it. Slowly, it started to change. They were okay with people wearing cornrows, but they would say it has to be kept up. You just can't go because people wear those cornrows, and they get all mad and all crazy. You don't look like you've combed your hair. So they say, no, it looks it look, needs to look professional. But this guy, Colin Kaepernick, is looking at it and saying, oh, no, they didn't want me to wear it because it was black. And he's alluding to the fact that my parents, my adopted parents, are probably racist. You see? Who controlled the images? Liberal Hollywood, the entertainment industry. The woke, the folks that we call woke now, whites, they're woke now. They controlled it. So they put the negative images out there, so people bought into it. You can wear your hair whatever way you want to wear your hair. But he claims they didn't want me to wear it because they were saying, oh, no, it made me look like a thug. Well, I, a lot of black people said the same thing to their kids. You're not doing your hair like that. You look like a thug. But see, he wants to associate that with white supremacy. Remember when Trump came out and said, oh, these are a bunch of thugs. Oh, that's white supremacy. But then you have rappers talking about thugs. I'm a thug. This is a thug. And thug is cool all day long. You see how people aren't connecting the dots? They don't connect it at all. They'll celebrate it in rap music. You know, this is cool because I'm cool, a white person. I'm cool because I'm a thug. But then if someone says it, oh, no, that's racism. That's, that's, that's white supremacy. So Mr. Colin Kaepernick, who has made all this money off of these white people, they've given him all this money. Now he wants to come back and say, oh, it's white supremacy. They don't want me on a team because it's white supremacy. Well, what about they don't want you on a team because they feel that your best days are over? Well, no, because I was kneeling, and they don't want me on the team. Well, playing sports is not about kneeling. You get out there and you play the game. If you want to bring social justice in it, you take that on the outside. But see, he's not looking at that. He's not looking at the fact that you have more black players than white players playing. You have more black players making all this money. But then he would come back and say, oh, but look at who owns the teams. There's not one black person that owns a team. Well, why won't these black people get together? and say, let's buy a team, or better yet, and I've said this before, Andrew, it's not something popular to say, but since most of the players are black, why don't you just say, well, let's screw that, we're going to create our own team, and we'll just leave the NFL. We'll do our own black team. Now, of course, the dollars, the advertising dollars are going to follow you, so why not do it? Well, they won't do it because they want to sit around and have something to complain about and call people racist. They say, it's racism. That's the reason why they don't do it. Look at the Oscars that we just they just had. Oh, this is racism because this person didn't win, and that's racism because this person didn't win. Everything they want to center around racism and who's a racist, as opposed to just living the life. But see, we've allowed that to seep into our society, and that is just like nonstop.
Look at Jean Pierre, Jean Kareem Pierre. No, it's Kareem Jean Pierre. KJP, a black woman, a lesbian, completely incompetent for the role that she has as the White House press secretary. But no one can say it. Because if you say it, they'll say you're racist. You just want to see a man there. You just want to see a woman there. No, we want to see the best, best qualified person in that position. And she's not the best qualified person. The same way Joe, a white man, isn't the best qualified person to be sitting in the White House. Is that racist to say that? He's just completely incompetent. His VP, a vice resident, Kamala Harris, completely incompetent. But she checks all the boxes. So we're going to let her sit there. The other day she came out and said that there's mental climate change or with, 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 there's something, the climate affects your mentality or something. It was some stupid word salad thing that she was saying. I mean, I can't even say it because it made absolutely no sense. Now, remember years ago, I was a kid. Dan Quayle came out and made misspelled, I think, potato. He never lived that down. Never lived a damn. They said, oh, he's stupid. Oh, he's dumb. Oh, he's this. He they, that followed him throughout his time in office as the vice president to the first George Bush. Kamala Harris, the same thing should happen. She's incompetent. Yeah, I know she has a law degree. Well, Dan Quayle had a law degree. She's ineffective. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's supposed to be the border czar, and she is yet to visit the border. No one's called her out because they're afraid if they call her out, oh, that's racism, that's racist. So she gets a get-out-of-jail card. She can do whatever she wants to do without people calling her out. But years ago, Dan Quill, that defined him, unfortunately, as being a stupid idiot because he misspelled potato. And I think you could ask many teachers that when you're up on the whiteboard writing or the blackboard, it used to be called the blackboard, but they changed that because that was racism. So now it's the whiteboard. So anyone would tell you when you're writing up there, a lot of times you'll misspell words because you're so close to it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's a strange, strange effect, but I've even tried it. I'm up writing on it and I'm like, wait a minute, I misspelled that word. But unfortunately for Dan, that just followed him all over. But it won't follow Kamala, her incompetence, because she's black. And to do so, it's racism. It's racist. Governor DeSantis, I'm just going down the line, just pointing out all this, this the hypocrisy and the stupidity that our society is, is picking up on. Governor DeSantis, governor of Florida, will he, won't he run for president? Who knows? But even if he does, he's a racist. Why is he a racist? Oh, well, because he doesn't want black history in the Florida schools. No, I think it's a little bit more than that. I think he wants the accurate history. He don't want black people being defined by a small margin of the population, which happens to be gay, non-binary, and whatever else. And why is it, Pritchell, that whenever we talk about black history, we have to always take it back to the slave plantation? Why is that? Black people are so much more than slavery. And if you want to take it to the slavery plantation, why can't you say they're survivors? Out of everything they went through, years, hundreds of years of slavery, and look at where they are now. Black yeah. billionaires, athletes, millionaires, Andrew. 
Yeah, that's like uh, Chris Rock in his recent comedy special made a joke that um, Will Smith made him enjoy the Emancipation movie with uh, Will Smith where he was getting whipped by a slave owner. And uh, it's just what Chris Rock and Will Smith is a perfect example of this. Uh, Chris Rock finally fired back at Will Smith over what happened at the Oscars. And everybody's attacking Chris Rock saying, oh, why are you attacking a black man? And I'm trying to make this even a race issue when it's just two adults that have a problem with each other. Um, When two adults have a problem with each other, it's not always about race. But here, once again, we have the media trying to pick sides and uh, play this racism game that we just see time and time again. You're right, because initially they didn't like the fact that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. But now that Chris Rock – and they want it. What is Chris going to say? Chris, he's got to say something. Come on, Chris. Now that he's saying something, they, they don't like it. Two black men attacking each other. It makes no sense at all. It's ridiculous to call everything that happens in society – it's racist. It's racism. As I mentioned, every time a Republican, when you look at history – is run for office or is in office. The media says that that person's racist. He's he's a racist. Now think about it. You've had black politicians, Tim Scott, Brian Donalds, Kamala, not Kamala, but Condoleezza Rice. All black Republicans. Are they too racist? Oh, well, they're Uncle Tom's. That's what Joy uh, Reid would say. Oh, they're just Uncle Tom's. So all black people have to be Democrats? What for? Democrats was a party that enslaved black people. Democrats was a party that had Jim Crow laws. Democrats was a party that controls a lot of the in the entertainment industry and the media. And look at the images that they portray of black and brown people. Just the other day, four blacks went to Mexico were tortured, beaten, two were killed, two others got away. Not hardly a word from the media as to why did they do this to these black people. Well, I'll tell you why. Mexicans just don't like black people. That's plain and simple. The president once said it. Not our president, but their president. Now, I'm not saying not all of them, but the ones in power, they don't. They could care less about black people. But yet, still black people, oh, let them come here. Please let them come here. Come into our communities. But why is it there an outcry as to what happened to these black people by Joe Biden? Why isn't Joe Biden saying anything? Well, I'll tell you why he's not saying anything, because he could care two scoops about black people being tortured in Mexico, because he himself is a racist. And that's by the definition of the Democrats. Now, imagine had that happened under Trump, if Trump were in office. Black people would be out marching. But Joe Biden, shh, don't say anything, folks. Four black people now. I want to say it again because I want these people to understand what's happening. Four black people went to Mexico across the border. Two end up being killed. The other two were tortured. They're now back in the States. Now, some would say, oh, yeah, well, they were up to nefarious act- activity. They were doing drugs. I don't care what they were doing. They were still Americans being tortured, and two lost their lives. And this administration is saying absolutely nothing about it. They're treating them just like they treated the Americans at East Palestine. We don't care about them. They're insignificant. Let's move on. 
as you had mentioned earlier, Andrew, about fentanyl with George Floyd. Fentanyl, it's killing us, killing our people. It's killing black people. It's in the community. But it's killing more white people right now. So Joe Biden doesn't care. But the moment the apex hit in the black community, oh, what was happening? This is racism. Why not address it now? As opposed to waiting later on. Look at Chicago. Look at the black lives that are constantly being killed on a daily basis. Isn't that racism because no one's going in to stop it? Behaving as if though we don't care? Look at a lot of these large cities that are just like falling down, crumbling down. Walmart is leaving a lot of these cities. People will be unemployed. The cities will go down because white people will leave. They have the resources to leave. But this is what black your black officials wanted, defunding the police, letting crime run rampant. And then when there are no jobs for the black people, there's nothing there. Then you want to cry, oh, this is racism. No, you created this yourselves. By denouncing the police, saying we don't want the police. And a majority of the time, the police force is full of black minority people. So we see this right now, right in front of us. Cities are closing down shop. People are leaving these cities and leaving them there to just fall to pieces. But you'll continue to vote Democrat. And you'll continue to say, oh, this is racism. Whereas look in your own backyard. Look at what these people that are trying to define you, look at what they're doing to you and your community. And who's doing it? White liberals and these bougie black people that have sacked your head up with racism and racist. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All of this is coming from the Democrats and the Democrats and the media. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, this Michael Byrd story where he shot Ashley Babbitt, I think even if he would have shot a black person, it wouldn't have been a big deal because it's politically motivated. So they would have stuck up for Michael Byrd even in that situation if he would have shot a black Trump supporter because the guy supported Donald Trump. I mean, this is just crazy that the media is not treating uh, people fairly like this. It's only if you fit their narrative, then they want to talk about you, then they want to honor you and talk about what kind of life you lived. But if you're not aligned with them politically, then they act like you were a terrorist or something like they've done to Ashley Babbitt. You guys are listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud. And if you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. Go to HealthyCell.com, check out the great products, and save 25% off your first order with the promo code out loud. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. 
boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a Made in America climate plan. A plan based on real science that responds to the real-world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure. A plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com. Yeah, Andrew, we've got to, the country has got to do better. And although I say that so like casually, but there is a lot of emphasis behind do better. There's a lot of concern behind do better. We have got to stop allowing the media to control the narrative. Republicans, conservatives have got to start pushing back and fighting back. We're too kind. We're, we're trying to be too proper and too gentle. This is a war. And we spoke about this before on more than one show that we are losing. We have lost the culture war. And we're going to lose many more wars if we don't start pushing back and fighting back hard. We cannot allow these people to control or gain any more control. They control the schools. They control corporations with all of this diversity and equity. And it makes absolutely no sense. Where have we progressed with diversity and equity? We haven't, not at all. I mean, I'm reading in some cases that some companies are shutting down their diversity and equity departments because it makes no sense. You have universities that are offering degrees in diversity and equity. What do you mean a degree in diversity and equity? Okay, all you have to do is I got five blacks, I got five whites, I got five Asians. This makes no sense. It's destroying our country. And we did a show on that. How diverse and equity is just destroying us. But this need to label everything racist, 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 and you have our kids running around saying the exact same thing. I'm like, we need to put the brakes on this. Climate change is racist. It's all about racism. Okay, then look at the Chinese. As I said during the first block of the show, they're the biggest polluters. The biggest polluters. But yet and still we run around with these terms and people pay homage to them and they just like, oh yeah, this is so right. I'm like, where does it stop? Al Sharpton has made millions peddling this idea of racism. Colin Kaepernick, like I said, that's how he's managed to become a multimillionaire selling this stuff. And for what? 
It does nothing but to divide us before Trump ran for office. People loved him. Don't think about it. Trump is a person who loves to be admired. He loves the admiration. He loves being in the, getting all of the attention. So why would he want to run for president knowing that they're going to destroy his character and label him a racist? Why would he want to do it? Now, that whole thing in South Carolina, I mean, it, it wasn't one of his final moments because I think that he could have done better in explaining what he said. But did we have any idea that the media was going to just use that to just bombard him with a lot of negativity. Well, it actually started when he came out, when he announced that he was going to run for the presidency, and he said that Mexico, that they're not letting their finest in the country. And people went berserk. Now, remember what I just said about Mexicans and blacks and how the four blacks that were there, how they tortured them, and no one has said anything about it. No one has called Mexico out. No one has said that the Mexicans are racist. Not one person. But when Trump comes out and he speaks the truth, oh, no, no, he's racist. Oh, how dare he says that? And when you have people daily and nightly on the news saying that he's a racist because they want kids, little kids, to think that. They want uninformed young people who are being fed a steady diet of fake news to think that. So when you say, would you vote for Trump? I'm not voting for that racist. He's a racist. Okay, tell me, how is he a racist? What has he done? The same thing with Governor DeSantis. They have already started it. How is Governor DeSantis racist? Just ask Joy Reid. She'll say, well, what do you mean? I don't have to explain that. Well, because you can't. <laughs> That's the reason why you don't have to, because you can't explain it. Because what you're saying is all made up. It's completely made up. You would think that black people, of all people, would want to know the true origins of COVID. Since they were saying that it affected more black people than white people, you would think they would say, well, we want to know what's killing us. But the media has them thinking, oh, no, you don't want to know about that. Because it was sort of some, uh, some wet market, as opposed to, no, this was deliberately done. And if, in fact, it is affecting black people more, and if it was started in a lab, in a Chinese lab, we know how China, the Chinese government, views black people. Let's just get honest here. We know how they view black people. Look at history. You look at some of their malls and you look at their the representation that they had of black people with big red lips, dark skin. It was a caricature. And they thought nothing of it. Now, I'm hitting to the core of this now because it's time to wake up. So if, in fact, that virus was created in a lab by gain-of-function research through Dr. Fracci, Frankenstein, Fauci, he was given the money to create this virus. And what did they do? They let it escape on the American people. And who did it impact? Black people. But no one's going to say that that's racism. Because the media don't want to drill down to that level of knowledge so that you will know. But instead, you'll have someone like Jennifer Granholm, our energy secretary, to say, oh, we should model ourselves after the Chinese. We should model ourselves after the Chinese government. But Jennifer, 
they don't like black people. And if this virus came from them, was it designed to kill black people? Oh, that's so far-fetched. Oh, we can't say that. Oh, come on, you're crazy. But yet, still, you can say that white people have done things to harm black people without any proof. And you'll get people to believe it. Whereas you look at history, and you can Google it, and you'll see how the Chinese government view black people. I'm just putting the facts out there because these are the facts that the media won't put out there. These are the facts that black people don't know. So they'll support these groups and say, oh, no, 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 we don't want to know about the origins. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, no. But they just told you that the virus impacted more black people. So could it be that more black people die? Let's look at New York City. Governor Cuomo, who got a get-out-of-jail-free card Thanks to our attorney general. And where is she, by the way? Where is that woman? Letitia James. Not that I care, because whenever she's out there, she's creating havoc. Where is she? But she allowed Governor Cuomo to get off after he forced hospitals or nursing homes to accept COVID patients. And it killed off almost the entire nursing home community. I would like to know of that number how many were black. Since we're always talking about racism and racist, I want to know how many black people did a Democrat governor kill when he forced nursing homes to accept COVID patients? Why can't we know that? The quiet is kept. Meanwhile, you keep pushing the idea that white people are trying to kill black people. When we have something that we can actually look at and see what's going on. won't look at it. Instead, we will allow them to talk about pollution and white people are killing black people with the pollutions because they're driving in black neighborhoods. We'll allow Buttigieg to come out and say, oh, these bridges that were built, they're killing black people because they were built in the community. Okay. We hear what you're saying, but now let's investigate the COVID and see what actually happened. Let's get to the bottom of it. No one wants to do that. No one wants to touch it. It's too sensitive. We're afraid of the truth that we'll find. We're afraid that we might lose standing in the Black community, a community that we keep trying to decimate, a community that we, with our drug laws, we try to destroy. Look at the whole idea of marijuana. Oh, make it legal. Oh, marijuana everywhere. Marijuana, marijuana, marijuana. Oh, let's make it be legal. Everywhere you go, you smell marijuana. Now, just think about this. In those black homes, homes where there's poverty, think of the level of marijuana that's being smoked around black kids. Think of those black kids whose minds are being impacted by it. Because we don't know the studies. We have heard that when you consume too much marijuana, it does impair your development but no one cares about that it's oh no let's let's do it let's do it because you know black people they always smoke marijuana let's let them do it let's let's do it and who's saying this democrats oh let's do it black kids coming to school stoned barely keep their eyes open 
because her parents or whomever's in the household is smoking marijuana. Now, a decade from now, this will come back and it will haunt us. And then real doctors will finally admit to the truth that, oops, we missed it. It was impacting our children, the development of their brains. And what children are we talking about? Black children. Those black households. No one wants to say anything about it now. Because we want people to be able to smoke it and have a good time. And we want to make it illegal so that black people, oh, you know, black people, they've got to smoke marijuana. Now, again, we know that white people are doing it also, but when you only make up 13% of the population, and of that percentage of the population, you have a huge swath of people that are doing it in your community that's affecting your children, we've got a problem. But no one wants to say anything about it. The same thing with cigarette smoking. Let's outlaw it because it's affecting us. It's hurting our lungs. It's doing this to us. It's doing that to us. So we're going to shut that down. We'll shut that down, but we will allow the smoking of marijuana. Doesn't make any sense. And then when those vulnerable communities are impacted by it, then we want to run out and say, I told you it was racism. It's racist. Yeah, but you had a hand in it also, Corey Bush, because you were okay with the legalization of it, Eric Adams. Knowing that the most vulnerable communities, the black community, would be impacted by it, but that was okay. Because you were only shopping for votes anyway. Oh, and that's not racism. But everything else is racism. Do you think a lot of black, 13% of the population, those black families will be able to afford electric cars? No, not at all. But we want to get rid of the gas so they can't keep themselves warm when it's cold. But everything else is racism. It makes no sense at all. And when you have people that want to come out and help this vulnerable community, the only people we have are the Republicans. More blacks were hired under Trump. No, I know the job numbers now. They're saying, oh, look at the job numbers. Joe did this. No, Joe did not. But, but, but maybe he did, Andrew, because what happened is that people run, ran out of the money that he was giving them to stay at home. They had no more money. They had to go back to work. And what industry is booming right now with employment? Hospitality. Restaurants, hotels. Now, remember when Joe was giving them money, hotels and, hosp and uh, restaurants, they were hemorrhaging. There was like, we can't find people to work. We can't find a cook. We can't find people to wait tables. Remember that? See, the media won't tell you that. They're making it seem as though it didn't exist. But they want to show you these job numbers. Oh, Joe, he got him back to work. No, they ran out of Joe's money, the free money. Now they're going back to their hotel jobs. They're going back to their restaurants jobs. Big difference. But they're not showing that to you because they're too busy telling you, oh, the, the Republicans, they don't want you to get this free money because they're racist. They don't want you to pay off your college debt because they're racist. Yeah, but when we pay off the college debt, if that happens, God, hopefully it won't, who will benefit from it? Oh, the Democrats and their children, their white children, they'll benefit from it before blacks because what black people are in jail, I mean, are in college. They're too busy smoking marijuana. No one makes that connection. So it will be the people like Cori Bush, AOC, who will benefit if college debt is paid off. Black people get nothing. No one's going to pay off their credit card bills. No one's going to pay off their business loan bills. Why don't you pay that off? 
Because see, no one's thinking. Because they have your mind filled up with racism that if it doesn't go your race because these people are racist, when in actuality, the people that are telling you that it's racist, they are the people who are racist and creating racist laws that will impact you and your family years to come. But you don't see it because they've clouded your judgment and got you focusing on something else. Hopefully one day this country will wake up. But again, I would employ Republicans and conservatives to push back, fight back like there is no tomorrow. Because if you don't, that was another war that we're losing and we would have lost Andrew. Yeah, very well said, Rob. Could not have said it any better myself. I can't believe it, but we're already up on the time. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you stream. Please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or go to AmericaOutloud.com. We'll see you guys next time, and remember, stay in for something or fall for nothing. <laughs>